Good. We are on Daf Zain Amud Bet. Okay. We covering ground, eh? So um, we at the bottom on I think it's the eighth statement of Rabbi Yochanan Mishim Rabbi Shimon. Um, there are eight statements, to my knowledge, on of uh, of these statements of, in the name of, of said by Rabbi Yochanan in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. So it says like this: "V'am Rabbi Yochanan Mishim Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai," and Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, "Gedoyle Shimusha." Oh, we did this. Gedoyle Shimusha Shotori Yotem Elimuda. It's greater to learn. You learn more. From Tamerech uh, Hachamim, more by serving them, more by learning from them. Shneemar, it says, "Po Elisha ben Shafat, Asher Yatzak Maim Al Yedei Eliyahu." It says here, Elisha, who was a student of Eliyahu Navi, uh, he poured water on the hands of Eliyahu. So that was what he did. It doesn't say Lamad Lo Neemar. It doesn't say he learned from Eliyahu. Rather, he served Eliyahu by pouring water over his hands. Yatzak melamet shugadoyla shimushi yotemim luda. Greater is serving Tamerechachamim more than even learning from them. Meaning, you learn more from them by serving them. And we said that the day I saw an explanation because when you um, when you learn from people, you learn a lot of content, but you don't see all the practical stuff. Whereas when you actually follow what they do, then you're able to see what's practical and how they paskin um, on it. And therefore your learning from them is more practical. Okay, Amalei Rabbi Yitzhak, Rav Nachman. Rav Yitzhak said to Rav Nachman, My tamalo ati lmar lebei kanishta. Why didn't you come to shul? See? Um, it's not only the rabbis asking the congregants why they didn't come to shul, but even uh, Rabbi Yitzhak asked Rav Nachman, how come you didn't come to shul to Davin? Amalei lo yechilna. I couldn't. Wasn't well. Amalei lekanfi lemar asara velitzli. Why didn't you get ten people to come to your, nine people to come to your house and Davin? Amalei trichali milta. No, it's too much bother for me. Uh, to get 10. I saw another explanation that he doesn't want to matriarch, um, he doesn't want to inconvenience people in order to come and uh, make a minion at his house. Um, so then that's the second option. And he said he, does, he doesn't want to do it. So why don't you, as the third best option, the first best option is to dive and ensure with a minion. Second best option, Bring your minion to the house. Third best option is, he says, why don't you say to the Shalech Tzibur, the leader of the congregation, Be'idna, uh, to tell you, Be'idna de Mitzale Tziburah, when the Tzibur, the community, are davening. Uh, later, Veloide Lamar, that they, he could come and let Mar Master know. So this is the third best option, and that is to daven at the time when the rest of the community are davening. So if you can't make a minion, the best time to daven alone is when your community is davening. I'm like, my kuli hai. Um, why all of this? Why should you do all of this to daven at the time when your shalech tzibur is davening? Um, and this is where the, the last thing of Rabbi Yochanan said in the Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai that we're mentioning, 
the Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mishim Rabbi Shimon Bayochai. Um, uh, this is what he said. Next page. Um, he said, "My dichtiv." What does the pasuk mean? Va'anit vilati lecha Hashem eit ratzon. What is the meaning of the verse that says, uh, "But as for me, let my prayer be made to you, Hashem, in a favorable time." Eit ratzon must be that there's a, a better time to daven. A matai eit ratzon. When is this time of ratzon of desire the best time to daven? At the time when the community are davening, so you kind of connect to that eight ratzon because they davening and therefore it's a better time to daven. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanin Amar Mehacha. He said it's the sources from here. Ko Amar Hashem. So says Hashem. But eight ratzon aniticha. At the time of desire, I will answer you. So you see that there's a special time of desire, and not just any time to daven. Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chanina, Amar Mehacha. He says the proof is from here. Hain el kabir as. He says Hashem does not despise the mighty. Hain el kabir as. Hashem doesn't despise the mighty. Uchativ, and it's written after that. Padaba shalom nafshi. Mikravli ki imadi, and it's further written, he redeemed my soul with peace from the battle that came upon me because of the many people who were with me, joining me in prayer. So you see that Hashem doesn't uh, refuse a prayer at the time when the many join in davening. So that is the best time to daven from that pasuk. Tanya Namihaki, we have a brighter that proves this as well. Uh, Where do we see that Hashem doesn't uh, push away um, the tefillah of the many, of the community? It says, Hashem does not despise the mighty. And it's written after And in that next pasuk that talks about how Hashem, um, uh, he redeemed my soul with peace from the battle that came upon me when the many came together to daven. So basically, Hashem doesn't despise or push away um, the when the when the many come together to daven. Very very important idea. So if you can't daven in a minion, then daven at the time the minion's davening. Whoever deals with Torah, learns Torah, not just learns it, but Oisek, is involved with Torah. And Chesed, and he davens with the Tzibur, Hashem puts it on him, as if Hashem has redeemed him. Hashem, as if he's redeemed Hashem. And Hashem's children, from the nations of the world and that's i think also learned from this pasuk um, um which uh, which is also suggests that uh, there's that after you when you gather together to daven you redeem he redeemed my soul which is connected i think uh, to hashem okay so very important idea to daven at the time of the minyan's davening Whoever has a shul in his town and doesn't go in there to daven, he's called a bad neighbor. 
Interesting, it doesn't, it doesn't say necessarily that he's going into Daven with a minion. It could be that he's going, he should, you should rather, when you can Daven, if you have access to a shul, even on your own, you should Daven in a shul. But Mistoma, the Pshat is, uh, is to Daven in shul with a minion. And the Pasuk, Shneemar Koamar Hashem, so says Hashem, Al kol Raim Hanogim Benachala. All my evil uh, neighbors that touch the inheritance, Ashin Chalti et Ami, that I've given, bequeathed my, uh, my nation et Yisrael. And that Nachala is referring to shuls. So Hashem calls those who don't um, get involved in shul um, as bad neighbors. And another, not only this, somebody that can go to Shul and doesn't, he causes exile to um, himself and his children. says, Behold, I am, uh, uh, I will pluck, I will pluck them from their land. And Beit Yehuda, I will uh, remove or I will pluck the house of Yehuda. From them. Okay, so not a good thing uh, to not take up the opportunity to dive in at Shul. Amru lay Rabbi Yochanan, it was said to Rabbi Yochanan, Ika Sabi Babavel, there are elderly people in Babylon. Tama, Rabbi Yochanan was astounded. Va'amari said, Lemanyu buyamechem, vimevenechem. How can it be that there are old people around the world except for Israel? Because it says, so that your days will be lengthened and the days of your children, al on the land. Meaning, where do people live long when they're on, in the land of Israel? Ketiv, but outside of Israel, law. You, you, it doesn't say that you're going to have long days outside of Israel. So it says, So once it was said to him that these Babylonians would come early and leave late from, uh, to Shul and from Shul, Amar, he said, This is what has effect of them. Um, as Rabbi Shul ben Levi said, to his son, go, go early and leave late and go up to Shul. So that your, your life will be lengthened. So according to this, there's two, um, you know, um, segulas for living long. The one is living in Israel. The other one is uh, getting to shul early and leaving shul late. What does the Pasuk mean? That praiseworthy is the person who listens to me. Um, Lishkod al delotai, who, um, uh, who, uh, it says here, watching daily at my gates, uh, yom yom, lishmor mezuzot to guard my doorposts, petachai of my openings. Uh, so basically, it says there that you you arriving, you waiting for the doors to open, so to speak. and then it says afterwards, kimoitse matzachaim. If you do that, you will find life. So the question was, where do we see a pasuk that says or suggests that if you go to shore early and leave late, that you will live long? It's that pasuk about standing, watching the doors. And then after that pasuk, it says you will find life. A person should always go 
two openings into the shul. Why would you have to go into two entrances to a shul? What's the benefit? Just why do you have to like, like you know, do you have to go, is it specific to go in, in one entrance and then into another entrance? Should shuls have two entrances? It doesn't make sense. Why would you have to have two entrances to a shul? So it says, no, you thought, you had a havamina, that it meant two doors. Ella, Aima, don't say that. Say, it's the amount of two doors. And then you daven, which means like this. There's different explanations. The Bach on the page um, explains, and Rashi explains that basically, what, what it could mean is you have to go into shul, uh, two doorways in, um, to, show you, to show that you are settling in shul. You're not just entering and exiting. You know, you're not just quickly davening. Like the people basically suggest that the people that stand by the doorways suggest that they're eager to leave. And therefore they're not, you know, the most upright people when it comes to shul. So therefore the Gemara says go in properly to actually, you know, um, immerse yourself into shul. That's one explanation. Another, and I just saw halakhically on that, um, it could, it, if you've got a makum kavua, a set seat that is at the entrance to the shul, because, you know, that's the only place you could find a seat, then there's no issue, because since you have a set seat that shows you, and it shows others that you're not eager to leave, um, it's only for people that you know could go in and rather don't so if shul's packed and the only place you can daven is by the door that's also fine the bach explains it's not about distance of going into shul a certain distance it's rather going into shul and staying there for a certain amount of time before you start davening meaning you're not just rushing in but rather you going in you settling and then you dive in, and that gives you uh, the calm and, and perspective and concentration. I um, mean, that's how he learns in. So it's also, very, also a very practical understanding um, to, to go in, to petachim, into, into shul. Then it says, It says, on this, every chasid, every righteous person would dive in. to you, la'it mitzor. What does this mean? The time that you find. What is eight matzor? So what should you daven for? Rabbi Hanina says it's eight matzor refers to a wife. You need to daven hard for a wife and, and the type of wife that is fitting. It says So that word matzah says if you find a wife, you find good. So it's, util, it's using the word matzah by wife. But Marova in the east, in, so in the west, which is Israel, Kinasiv Inish, when a person would get married, itata, amrilay, they would say to the chosen, hachi matzah or motzeh? Is this wife a, mat, a matzah? Is it finding or motzeh? Another word for finding. What does it mean? Matzah, then when it says matzah, dichtiv matzah isha matzatov. Is she going to be a good wife? Where you, you find uh, the word matzah is talking about a wife that's good. But the word There's nothing more bitter that I found more than death at Isha, a woman. 
who is a, a wife who's not a fitting wife. So uh, they said in, in Israel, they you know, would ask a chosen, is this a matzah or a motzah? Is it going to be a wife who, you know, is tov, is good, or is it going to be mar, bitter, like more than death? The, but the point is that uh, this, what you should daven for, according to this pasuk of eight matzah, is a good wife. Rabbi Natan Omer, Rabbi Natan says, Le'ait Matzot Zot Torah. This refers to Torah. Shneemar ki moitzi matzachayim. Because he who finds me, finds life. And that's referring to the Torah. So that means you have to daven hard. That you achieve in Torah, that you merit Torah, that you remember your Torah. You have to daven hard. It's not something that's automatic. Rav Nachman by Yitzhak Amar. Rav Nachman Yitzhak said, Le'ait Matzot Zumita. Eight Matzot is referring to death. Not that you daven for death, but you daven that you have a, you know, a pleasant death, so to speak. Shneemaz, the Pasuk says, L'mavet totza'ot. The Pasuk says, L'mavet totza'ot. The issues of death. And the word totza'ot is connected to findings. Now, Tanya Nami Hachi, a brighter horse, is taught this way. Hachi tsha me'ot ushlosha. There are 903 minay mita, types of death. Nivru Bolam that have been created in the world. Shunemar is the Pasuk says, Lamavo Totsaot. For death, uh, they are the issues of death. Totsaot, the word Totsaot, the Gamatri Hachihabu. The Gamatria of Totsaot is 903. So it's saying that you know you can you should daven for a, a death that is that is peaceful and quick. Kasheshabakulam, the worst type of death is Akskara. Askara was the disease that, uh, that according to some, were killed uh, the students of Rabbi Akiva. It's some type of uh, throat disease. Nika Chibukulan Nishika. The nicest of deaths is the kiss. And that we saw in last week's parasha with the death of Aaron. That Hashem kissed him and through that he killed him. But it was a very, very calm and, and quick and pleasant death. Askara Damya. What is Askara similar to? Um, it's it's like a thorn. It's like a thorn in a ball of wool pulled out backwards, drawing the wool with it. Meaning, it, you know, try, it, Askara, the death of Askara is it's like slow and and painful, like almost like uh, as if some you know Hashem's taking the neshama out the body, but the it's it's like taking a thorn out of a of out of wool where it keeps on. You know, hanging on to it and not coming out smoothly. Vika de Amri, and there are those that say, Bepiturai Bepi Veshet. It's like a thick rope through loopholes of a ship. So again, there's friction and tightness. Neshika, Damia Kamishchal Benitab Mechalava. What Neshika is, is it's like taking a hair out of milk. It's easy, quick, you know, effortless. And that's the type of death we should daven for. What one should daven for is a kvura, is a, is a burial. And what's the pasuk that proves this? Um, uh, who rejoice unto exaltation and are glad when they can find a grave. The word yimtsu and kever are connected. And this is what it says. Liboy inash rachme. A person should daven afilu ad zivula betraitas shlama until the last clod of earth 
that uh, comes upon a grave. Meaning you have to keep on davening until you're fully buried. Marzutra says, Lait Matso, what's Lait Matso? Zebaita Kisai. This is a bathroom. Rashi explains it's uh, to have easy access to a bathroom. He explains that in, in Babylon, in Babel, the land was very muddy and full of water. And therefore, they couldn't build easily on that ground. So they'd have to build the bathrooms uh, far. And therefore, it's a big schut. You should daven uh, that you have easy access, that you have an ensuite bathroom, so to speak. Um, and that's what you should daven for. Amri Bumarova ha de Marzutra adifamikulu. This that Marzutra said is the best of the things to daven for, is access to a toilet. And if anybody's ever been to camp and needs the toilet and you've got easy access to it, it's a big miler. Especially if, God forbid, there's, you know, um, there's somebody, you know, there's sickness going around. Amalai Rova, Lerafram Bar Papa. Um, Rova said to Rafram Bar Papa, Laima lan mar mehani mili maliata. The Amrat Mishmai the Ravchista b'mila de Knishta. He said, he said, but uh, Rava said to Rafram Bar Papa, tell us something uh, that's nice that was said in the name of Ravchista regarding uh, going to shul. Amalei hachi amar Ravchista. This is what Ravchista said about shuls. My dictiv. What does it say? Ohev ohev Hashem Sharetzion mikol mishkanot Yaakov. Hashem loves the gates of Zion from all the dwelling place of Yaakov. Oiv Hashem sharim ametsuyonim bahalacha. Hashem loves the the gates that are excellent, excel in halacha. Yoyte mibate knesiot umibate midrashot. So a, a, a shul, a bait midrash, where people learn Torah and learn halacha in particular, are the best thing, even greater than shuls and bate midrashim. And this is what he said that once the Baisa Midrash has been destroyed, the only thing that Hashem has in this world is the Arba Amot, the four cubits of Halakha, which is meaning that what Hashem really, what he loves, is Sharet Sion, which is referring to those that learn Halakha. Um, now Abayas, after hearing this, he says, In the beginning, I would learn in my house, and then I would go to Shu and Davin. After I heard uh, the statement of Rebichia Barami in the name of Ullah, that, uh, that Hashem, the best place for Hashem, is a place where people learn Halakha. I started davening in the place that I learned. Meaning there's a tremendous power and Kedusha and Shechina rather, Hashem's presence in the place where people learn. And that's why the best place to daven is where you learn. I remember in Yeshiva, where you, the, your makom where you learn should be your makom kavur where you daven. That's the most powerful place to daven. Rabbi Ami Rabbi Asi, Afal Gav Dahavulu, Tlaisa even though they had 13 shuls in Tiberia, Lo Matsalu Elabaini Amudai, Heike Dahavu Garasai, they would only daven in a place where they learned between these pillars. 
and that's where they learnt, and the, the unique connection between learning and davening is why they davened there to give the schut of their learning and rather than going into shul. Um, Greater is the one that benefits from his own labor more than Yerushamayim, more than somebody that fears heaven. Regarding somebody that fears heaven, it says, Asher ish Hashem. Praiseworthy is a person who fears Hashem. But somebody that uh, enjoys from his hard work, Ketiv, it's written, Yagir Kapecha Ki Tochal. From the work of your palms, you will eat. If that's so, Ashrecha Vatovlach. you praiseworthy and it's good for you. Ashrecha Bolamazeh, you praiseworthy in this world. Vatovlach Lolamaba, and it's good for you in the next world. But regarding something that fears Hashem, it doesn't say it's good for you. It only refers to Ashrei. Now, what's going on here? Meaning, think about it, guys. You know, it, it says that Hashem, the, the, what is it that Hashem wants from you? It's to fear Him. And now He's saying that rather earn your own living is greater than fearing Hashem. There must be a deep explanation, and I saw it from the Maharsha, thinking Chulin. He says that, uh, that um, it's referring to learning Torah, meaning greater is keeping halakha from hard work in learning than being just a Yishamayim. For example, when you know of something that you're not allowed to do, or you're unsure whether you're allowed to or not, so the, if a Yerushamayim, which is very praiseworthy, would just say, I'm not sure, I'm not going to do it. Whereas a Yigir Kapecha, somebody that toils, he looks into the sugya and learns hard and does research. And in that context, it's greater even than a Yerushamayim because he's actually, he fears Hashem, but he's willing to work hard to try and understand it. Just a couple more lines. V'ama Rebichia, um, sorry, V'ama Rebichia Bar'ami Mishmaidu Ula, um, sorry, I read that. Um, again, another statement. Another statement of Barami in the name of Ula. A person should always live in the place where his rabbi lives. She calls man Shami ben Gaira Kayam because as long as Shimi ben Gaira was alive, Lo Nasan Shlomo et Batparo. Shlomo didn't marry. But Parod, the daughter of Pharaoh, who was not Jewish. Vahatanya, al yadur. It says in another brighter that you shouldn't live in the place of your rabbi. Lo kasha, had chayiflay, had lo When you are not submissive to him and you don't give in to what your rabbi tells you, then rather live away from him because you know it's better you do something by mistake than on purpose. So, you know, if he's going to be telling you what to do and you're busy not listening to him, then rather live away from him. But if you listen to him, then you should rather live near him because in that way uh, you'll have access to him and learn from him all the time. Okay, good boys. Um, we nearly finished the Amud. Um, uh, please, God, on Thursday. Thursday, we got to push hard. At this point, unless we can change the time, we'll learn at half past four, which is towards the end of the fast on Thursday, so it will be good for me because when I teach, um, it, uh, it, helps me, it helps me get through the fast. I hope uh, it will be ex as exhilarating for you in our learning. 
But uh, please God, uh, if we need to fast, it should be an easy, meaningful fast, which will end off the fast pretty much uh, with some uh, learning of Torah. And hopefully we might try to finish the Amud. Okay, guys.